no, I was like, I was like, it's like the radio, but on demand. And they're like, whoa, that's cool. So uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in uh, undebatable goodness. Hey, this is the Four Wayne Lobster. When I need an Indiana Pacers basketball fix, I listen to the Undebeatables, y'all. Yo, this is Bench from Cincinnati. Whenever I need to pass out, I turn on the Undebeatables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll do play the uh, play the hype, hype machine. <sighs> it's a uh, actually called podcast intro. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome Pacer fans. Welcome Pacer fans. What's up Pacer fans? Welcome Pacer fans. You're listening to the Undebeatables, your weekly Pacer podcast. Today's January 19th, 2013. Uh, this is episode one of the Undebeatables. Uh, it's a weekly talk show about your Indiana Pacers. Today is February 23rd, 2013. This is episode six. And this is episode 30, the big three O. Today is March 1st. 2014, and this is episode 50! 50! 50! Shout out! Shout out to episode 50! 50. 50! Welcome, Pacer fans! You're listening to the Undebeatable, your weekly Pacer podcast. It's a very special show, coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. Joining me as always are three weekly week. <laughs> Joining me as always are three weekly analysts. Kadaka Frida. <laughs> oh my god, they're all in the house. You're screwed, brother. We're coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. Coming to you from what? San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. I'm your host. Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. Joining me as always are three weekly analysts, coast to coast like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. (laughs) Pacer Nation, what's going on? It's a dreary day in the capital, but uh, not going to hamper my sunny disposition about the Pacers. Hello, Pacer fans. Yep, more exhibition basketball to discuss. The show is the big three zero, and I am now the big three five. I guess so. Whoop, whoop. We're all getting older together. It's Happy fun. birthday! And from Breckenridge, Colorado, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, just real briefly, a little warning for everyone. Last week, I was on Dayquil and had beer. That warning label is legit. <laughs> I, br- I browned out for most of the episode. 
I, I think the most disturbing part of that, however, is that it was probably my best episode yet. Company from Seattle, Washington, out west, our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? I was going to give a shout-out to Barack Obama for picking IU and his bracket, but instead I'm going to blame him for jinxing us if we don't win. <laughs> Fair enough. I think blaming the president put us on some sort of watch list. Okay. <laughs> that, that probably just happened. Thanks, Harper. <laughs> now a lot of people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we can get um, Shout out advertising to dollars from the Republican Party. <laughs> Shout out to Homeland Security, who's listening in right now. <laughs> What's going on, Pacer fans? I'm going to try to hold it together this week, but be warned, I am in mourning. Dwight Freeney is not resigning with the Pacers this year, so. Uh, mm. I did Pacers. not know that. I'll, I'll try, I'll try, not, I'll try to Colts? keep the tears back. Yeah, I knew, we knew he wasn't coming back to the Pacers, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a free agent, so. Yeah, you never that's know. true. Need a low post presence? Kind of like. Off the Kind of like I still have my college eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so you guys know, um, I'm cracking. Uh, a Wookiee's Winter. Uh, it's a beer my brother made. Uh, I've had one before. It's pretty tasty. Cheers. What are you guys drinking on? Uh, I am drinking on the Champagne of Beers. The Miller High Life. Ooh. Miller High Life. Sexy. Nice. It's a Modelo morning for me, and I do mean morning. <laughs> well, first and foremost, we got to talk about what we're drinking. Oh. And it's late night, Labor Day weekend. I'm rocking the award-winning Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we got an early start. It's a beautiful, beautiful Easter morning. I'm starting out the day right um, with the Miller High Life. Yay! <laughs> nice. Joey, you just made my week. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed to be easy to please, my friend. <laughs> JT, what are you... Uh, what are you drinking imbibing? Uh, I am in recovery mode from a karaoke-induced near coma. Uh, <laughs> so I am drinking uh, coffee out of my grandfather's mug, actually, that my sister oh, wow. has. Nice. Uh, it is not a normal hour at all, so I'm on some kind of energy drink called Golazo. And, and there may be some breakfast wine in my future. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> JT, what's uh, what's going on, on the East Coast? Uh, well, it's past midnight here on the East Coast, so I think I'm officially drinking breakfast wine now. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> this is the nicely done. Theme. So I'm drinking Sierra Nevada's Ruthless Rye IPA. So it's like merging all of my favorite kinds of beer into one. And ruthlessness. And you ruthlessness. Like yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's a that's a hell of a name. Yeah. Well, it's my middle name, really. <laughs> so. Due to the Indiana's progressive uh, liquor laws, uh, we had to scrounge up uh, whatever Colson had at his house, which was the Moosehead. Yes. Which is Canadian, Harper. Just in case you ask. You mean it's from Maine? <laughs> is, it, is it from Maine? No, it's Canadian. It's no. Canada's oldest independent brewery. Yeah, I have a, I have kind of a, an unspoken uh, green bottle rule. I don't normally like beers in green bottles. This, this breaks that rule. I do love the Moosehead. So no Rolling Rock, <laughs> no Rolling Rock, no Heineken. I also broke the unspoken rule. <laughs> that was a twofer. <laughs> I'm on the doctor's orders this week, and uh, I'm triple fisting. I will note that I'm soon going to be quadruple fisting. <laughs> 
So I heard some rumors of a 30-ounce beer. What's going on, man? Yeah, I've got a, uh, a Nankasi Total Domination IPA, and uh, we didn't go with the short bottle. <laughs> so, well, Page Nation, I was uh, at the liquor store this morning uh, in preparation for this podcast, and I thought about getting something different. I really did. We're professionals. Uh, We're professionals. <laughs> um, I didn't read any articles, but I did spend a half an hour in the liquor store. <laughs> it's always sad when you're the, the first guy, like, peering in the window, waiting for them to unlock the door, <laughs> staring at your watch. <laughs> you're with, like, just a group of really sad people outside. So, I'm drinking the Immortal IPA this week. Week, which is tasty Ooh. to my palate. Well, okay. uh, actually, one second. Oh, okay. uh, I have an intro for this. Oh, you do? So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is our uh, fast bake breaks because these are we're gonna do little uh, game breakdowns so, and okay. they're gonna be fast. So uh, let me let me do this. Uh, here, here, here <laughs> hold on one second. Is, yeah, yeah. It, you you like that? Thinking, no. <laughs> I did. I'm a genius. Oh, yeah, go ahead, whenever you want. That's the sound of the not all that fast break. So it's a car not starting very fast. No, I know what it is. Because, <laughs> well, you because, said it was because, because you told me. That's <laughs> the only reason we know. I don't know if you could hear the popping in there. My roommate was making bacon when I... <laughs> some grease pops. That's, uh, that's going to be on the quiz later. The ultra fans will know this. Yeah, <laughs> you've taken the behind the curtain. Here. Right. It needs a little ex- explanation. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from uh, ex uh, coach Isaiah Thomas was that the uh, secret to a good fast break is that it's not all that fast. So this is the not all that fast break, uh, thanks to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so a couple comments. First, I don't know if it was the uh, the way that the Skype uh, is recording things, but I felt like I was in a bar playing trivia, and it was guess that noise. <laughs> and then secondly, I think that that sentiment of <laughs> that Isaiah Thomas was trying to express was said maybe a thousand times more eloquently by John Wooden when he said, "Be be quick, but don't hurry." That's the. Uh, very nice. It doesn't play on the pun of your fast break. So <laughs> I knew that Isaiah wasn't as eloquent as John Wooden. It's shocking. Yeah, <laughs> it is shocking. Shocking. I did. <laughs> I lost so much money on that bet because I. Thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a car uh, having trouble getting started. That's what that was. I that swear was to God, noise. I really thought that was a broken toilet. <laughs> there were four games this week so five games this week three games this week so the first one saturday april 6th at washington dc undebeatables analyst jt had prime seats for the pacers di- visit and indiana was apparently unavailable for the game pacers showing was so bad in the 85 104 loss that the doctor tweeted afterwards, I want my $10 back. Another game, another stifling defense performance from the good guys. The win completed Indiana's sweep of a four-game Western road trip for the first time in nine years. All five Pacers starters scored in double figures, highlighted by Hibbert and Paul George, who ended with 23 points and 10 assists. The win moved Indy to 13-1, and the best start in franchise history. The Indiana Pacers were at home with a chance to close out the series against the Knicks, and close out they did in thrilling fashion, 106-99. The Pacers found themselves down two with five minutes to play, but Roy Hibbert 
had the block on Camilo at the rim, and it spurred a t- 11-2 run that clinched the game. I thought the other great line from this, or story from this game was the return of Lance Stevenson back to form, because he looked like the old Lance Stevenson attacking the basket with out abandoned, or with abandoned. How does that phrase go? <laughs> like a crazy person. Exactly. You can't outplay Vitor Favarani, you will be fired. <laughs> Steve Nash cannot defend his way out of a paperback. No, he certainly can. Skull is broken, man. Yeah, our shiny new toy might be broken. Well, I, I will tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. That's why we can't have nice things, Joey. <laughs> My unofficial stat of the week is that we went one of 51 from three feet. And I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's spot on. Don't bother fact-checking. It's just true. He had a tough matchup that night. Yeah. I mean, Pero Antich, who looks like the uh, the Russian guy from Street Fighter Two. <laughs> what I kept thinking of the whole time. Zangief, right? Zangief, there you go. Very nice. Antich apparently has three point range, which is just bananas. Yeah. So he's a rookie from Macedonia, and I will forever uh, remember this game as the Macedonian massacre. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Pero Land of Antiquity. Uh, that didn't quite work. You should have stopped. The, the first one was good. You should have stopped while you were at. Pacers are on a bit of a slide. Wee! <laughs> uh, I love slides. Teltokovic. Teletovic. <laughs> Is that what that says? Is that what that says? Yes. Oh, wow. Toledovich. Toledovich is better, I think. I've never heard of this guy. Big-ass white dude. You guys were right. Harper, I think you said Brooke Lopez was going to tear up Roy Hibbert, and I believe that that did happen. Yeah, I'm sorry I was right about that one. That sucked. My my first my first successful prediction was yeah. not happy. Also, I'm not sure that Brooke Lopez has his emotion chip installed correctly. <laughs> He's just a robot out there. Kevin Durant is the best basketball. Hello, my name is Kevin Durant. I am a very good basketball. The Pacers' free throw defense was phenomenal. <laughs> they held the uh, the Pistons to under 57% from the line. Which, you know, it's just a testament, I think, to the fans and to, I think, maybe the force that they were using. And also a great improvement from the previous game because the Knicks went to line 36 times. And I think they hit 78%. So clearly that was a point of emphasis going into this. Yeah, no, I think that's a testament to Vogel's coaching. You know, I mean. Maybe maybe that's Dan Burke expertise. I I don't know who's in charge of that, but whoever. I think that's that's G2 Zone and uh, Area 55. Those guys had a players-only meeting, a (laughs) fans-only meeting, and uh, decided to step it up for free throws. Shout out to those guys once again. I love them. Yes. Unrelated, did you guys ever see the article in the Young Inn about uh, how the Lakers held a Kobe-only meeting? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, again, I want to give my um, reprimand, my, a wag of my finger uh, to <laughs> Josh Smith. Stop shooting three-pointers, dude. You're not a three-point shooter. Dude, he's he, jacked up. Is he the, leading the league right now? So going into that game against the Pacers, he had shot, he was shooting... Seven three pointers a game, and he's a career 
25% three-point shooter. Actually, a, a fun note about the um, uh, Republic of Macedonia. It was uh, brought into the uh, United Nations in 1990, three ball in Roy Hibbert's eye. <laughs> This game, I actually, my fun fact uh, is I actually fell asleep watching this game twice. Uh, and I mean, on two separate occasions, I started the game over and I fell asleep before halftime. Well, it was a barn burner. <laughs> I'm going to start doing my uh, podcast in Spanish. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yo soy pacers. You know, it's better than me doing the podcast in sign language because then nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Or in my case, it's better than doing it in English. <laughs> My favorite uh, event that they have ever done at, during the timeouts was a um, a baby race. So they've got so they, they, they had five little babies, and they were like they you know the, the parent would drop them, and then they would they're supposed to crawl to their other parent, which is you know like from the free throw line to half court. So it's like freaking forever for these babies. They probably can't even see their mothers. And so so all of them don't none of them move. So they all just sit there. <laughs> They've got this music going and the guys like cheer them on, you know, of course it's we get babies crying, you know, and all that stuff and nobody's leaving. And eventually one of these kids just starts crawling and crawls the whole way. Nobody no, there was no race. It was only one kid that did it. So so <laughs> one baby race. One baby race and it was amazing. And I was like, we have to do this every week, uh, but you can't do it all the time because kids are usually asleep when the Pacers play. So um, I'm asking uh, the NBA for more afternoon games uh, next year so that we can do more baby races. <laughs> that's going to be your that's going to be your favorite sport in 2015, <laughs> eclipsing basketball altogether. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Well, that's some solid analysis there, Mr. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we sent you to the game. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, guys. About what it means to be playoff intense, because the Heat brought it, and we didn't. And if you want to play with elite teams, um, you're going to have to find that other gear. That night, yeah, we I mean, didn't. I think it was definitely a measuring stick for for our team. And obviously, the way Miami's playing now, they're currently on a 21-game win streak, so... There's not a lot of teams that are even in their stratosphere, but we're clearly inferior to them. And if we want to contend for a title, we got to get better, basically. Um, which is probably a good lesson to learn now, right? As opposed to... <laughs> to game one of the playoffs. You know, game four or five, <laughs> whenever we're yeah. playing the Finals, right? Was that the game where Chris Denary went out at a commercial break and did the uh, bowling yes, thing yes. where like they slingshot him and anything. It was awesome. He gets back to the booth and he's like out of breath for like a half a quarter, basically. And Quinn <laughs> is just laughing at him the whole time. So Making fun like, of him. Not even talking about the game for like the, <laughs> the second quarter. I got awesome. to watch that and you could see on the Jumbotron like they did in slow motion like after and he was, he was clearly rattled. Uh, yeah. There was a big pad behind there, but I, he smoked that pole. Like, unfortunate. <laughs> 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 it was really fortunate. Um, I had to ignore sixty-six text messages um, <laughs> between. Uh, Three of you guys and uh, and uh, Charlie, I think, was in there too. What's wild about that um, is I sent none because I got home. I left my phone at home over lunch, 
And uh, obviously, I'm on West Coast time. I, I also had 70 text messages by the time I got home. <laughs> yeah. It was me, uh, Colson, and Elsa. Yeah, that was good. And, and Clark yeah. and the beekeeper as well. That was going to be my unofficial stat of the week, Joey, but it's totally official. I had friggin' 70. I have to change my no. Verizon plan now, thanks to that. <laughs> Pacers playoffs, baby. <laughs> Playoff time. Altering lives. I'm not mad at it at all. <laughs> Do they have like a Pacer playoff uh, package from Verizon? <laughs> exactly. Can I get it for the months of May and June? Yeah. Just right. expand my text message. Right, right. It's like uh, nights and weekends, but it's like during Pacer game, texts free. <laughs> it's free. all free. So, yeah. And I just want to step back and say how proud I am of these guys and how impressive it is that a team that's this young and this inexperienced in the playoffs, you know, we talked about wanting to get seasoning this this year because that's sort of the thing that we're lacking and somehow these guys have no fear and are responding to moments like a team yeah. you know five years beyond their experience level which is just incredible they said the hell of a season I, right yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> they were like pre-seasoned pre-seasoned we're going to a game seven against mm-hmm. a really really good team and our best player is 23 none of these guys have been on the stage before this is a great team and a great time to be a fan. Four or five, uh, you know, non-committal there, Joe. Not even yeah. on the number of games, huh? Uh, I'd say. I mean, I'd say anywhere between four and seven. <laughs> <laughs> He's waffling. Mmm, <laughs> waffles. <laughs> this is a little Colson James White redemption. Um, I would have a drop for it, but I'm just too angry. Basically, <laughs> um, so James White was a Pacer. Uh, he, in fact, did have a cup of coffee with the Pacers. <laughs> and I really want to um, hire Brian Shaw to help me out. So if I have a bad day in the lab, I just want to know or like have a recording of what Brian Shaw says to Paul George after he has this crappy game to make him come back so well. Frank Vogel's just a good story. So from New Jersey originally, he went to a school called Juniata hmm. for three years. And transferred to Kentucky, he was basically a volunteer assistant at that point. Juniata, can I get a guess at where Juniata is located? It is in Pennsylvania. It's named after, I, I believe it was named after a river there. Okay. The Juniata River? No, it's called the, it's called the, the Bill river. Smith River. <laughs> <laughs> so it is named uh, one of the principal tributary, tributaries of the Susquehanna. It's been around since 1876, and uh, the river or the it's school. <laughs> the school. Okay. Uh, less than less than <laughs> the river just sprung up out of nowhere in 1876. <laughs> a fissure in the land, and suddenly the Uniata River. Uh, Can anyone not looking at their roster right now even wager a guess at who their coach is? It's a new guy again. They hired a new coach. I know that, but I have no idea what his name is. Is it Jorger? <laughs> no, it's you can only coach one team at a time. Oh, no he's, oh. he's probably got time considering the two teams involved here. <laughs> uh, Steve Clifford, the big, the big, the red, big dog. red coach. Who was the guy that uh, Yinka Dare? Was that the guy that had played like an entire season and had like zero assists or something like that? <laughs> I 
don't know. We'll have to look this up. Like, that, that, that can be your new fun yeah, thing, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> Army. Do some Googling for us. And email. <laughs> Podcast Army. <laughs> I do want to run a pool. Uh, I want to do uh, assists per game uh, for Mahimni and uh, Hansborough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Yinkadare Cup update. Jan and Tyler's race for the Yinkadare Cup. Jan and Tyler's race for the Yinkadare Cup. I feel like he's drinking Earl Grey as that's happening. (laughs) But with a whiskey back. Just a quick recap. Yinkadare played in the league for four years and had four assists. So um, he went two. He went two seasons without an assist. Jan Mahimni and uh, Tyler Hansborough have been uh, playing for the imaginary undebeatables Yinkadare Cup. I, I've got a joke that goes along with the, the Yinkadare Cup. Okay. What's the difference between Jan Mahimni and time? I don't know. Time passes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it to you. That's about a thousand times better than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hansborough, uh, harnessing his inner LeBron James, had nine assists in the uh, the month of March to Jan Mahimni's two. Triple so. double machine. <laughs> uh, while we're all home in Indy together, I think we need to design and put together the uh, the cup so that we can send it to Jan in an unmarked package. I'm sure he'll put that proudly in his locker. Well, congrats, Jan, on your uh, your win. Does he still get to go head to head with Tyler, even though Tyler's no longer? On <laughs> oh, good. Team? Yeah, how's Tyler doing? Uh, he's averaging point three assists per game. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's tied up, right? Yeah. I, I guess we should keep this between Tyler and Jan then. <laughs> the only real competition. Good to see Tyler. Uh, kept, he's a he's a very consistent player. He's a he's a rhythm assister. <laughs> you know what you're gonna get. That's your uh, Yinkadare Cup update. You are welcome, listeners. Standing tall at seven feet, weighing in at a bruising 275 pounds. Recent addition to the four-time reigning champions of the Belarus Premier League. BC Smoky Minsk, your former pacer, and honorary undebeatable, the White Tower, John Edwards. So uh, I actually don't have a John Edwards update. That's just my favorite drop. But he he played uh, in the D League for a couple years, and then he went. He's been bouncing around between the D League and uh, Schmo teams in Europe, and now he is currently playing for BC Smoky Minsk, which is the best team apparently in the Belarusian Basketball Premier League. That is far and away my favorite Belarusian team. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's rocking in Belarus now, and I uh, wish the best to him. I miss him, and I hope uh, you know we've got a spot at the end of the bench for him if he ever wants to come back. <laughs> he played 25 games for us, played 139 minutes, averaged 1.2 points per game, and not a rebound. <laughs> so, uh, if you'll recall... Uh, after the brawl, everyone but six people were suspended 
for the brawl, John Edwards being one of them. Uh, it was a game against Orlando. John Edwards, despite the fact that there were only six available people, got 15 minutes of playing time. <laughs> but I actually did some some uh, in-depth research for us. Um, Smoky Minsk, how the mighty have fallen. This year, they are 0-12. Uh, Clearly, John's not getting his minutes. I also did have just a random fact here. There are four dudes on Smoky Mints named Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> and, and none of them have an E in their name. Right? They don't. None of, no, they don't. None of them do. Seriously. Yeah. They don't have a, It's A-L-I-A-K-S-A-N-D-R. I don't know what that's a word. Um, and, and then they also have two dudes named Alatsky. Alexi. Alexi. So it's like Alexander. Is that girls? Like, I don't know. Do they have girls on uh, Smoky Mints? Alexi? So, so, so four Alexanders and two Alexis. Um, and one John. <laughs> one John. This has got to be the greatest locker room of all time. Like, I don't know. Like, you say, oh, Alex, yeah, you suck. <laughs> they give up the rock, Alexander. <laughs> exactly. And nobody knows what to do. It's, this is why I'm, cohesiveness is suffering. Because on the court, I, the communication is just terrible. And that may be the problem. They, they, that's why they dropped from champion <laughs> to 0-12. 0-12. <laughs> in the Belarusian League. Oh, next and, and next, next winner will meet in Minsk for a Belarusian basketball game. It's uh, <laughs> it I, is this time player. of year. Yeah. Do you, how how much would that blow his mind if a bunch of people showed up wearing Pacers gear, <laughs> wearing his jersey? Right. You'd have I to like get a, I think you may have to get it custom made at this point. Uh, I don't think he's in at the gift shop. I don't think they have his jersey there. Can I get uh, like the everything Pacers online? In Cyrillic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, a call out to uh, Podcast Nation. Uh, if anyone speaks Russian and would like to sort of decrypt the uh, Belarus Premier League uh, webpage for me, that would be fantastic. But here's what I can gather. Um, <laughs> From your limited knowledge of the Cyrillic alphabet? <laughs> it says that John Edwards has since left the team. Which is very sad. So we may have to retire our drop. Did the white towel throw in the white towel? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Apparently he's not been with the team for a few months. Um, Well, what we should do is like what uh, Tom Haverford did on uh, Parks and Rec at Entertainment 720. Just hire John Edwards to shoot baskets for us in the Under Beatles office. We actually may be able to afford him. Yeah, <laughs> I think if we just provide him with food, uh-huh. he would. <laughs> uh, it's it's got to be uh, nice to come home after living in Belarus. I don't I don't want to lose all our Belarus fans, but well, maybe you shouldn't um, have said that then. Well, no, I'm just I'm, I, they're probably not listening to us. They probably don't have internet. Um, I, I think on the, no, see, I'm not um, digging, a, digging the holes. <laughs> Uh, human uh, rights uh, groups have called, uh, have uh, categorized Belarus in the not free category of uh, international countries. So mm. uh, apparently, they're fairly oppressed over there. The peoples, the Belarusian peoples, Belarusian, Belarusian. Someone, someone Russian, please call me and let me know what's going on. 
Well, on that note... Only beaten at the bottom by the Portland Trailblazers, which scored... Sorry. Sorry. Standing tall. (laughs) Standing tall. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's the end of the season, and we wanted to just go back and talk about some of our favorite moments from this year. What do you guys got? This isn't really a single moment, but uh, I was really proud of the Pacers team sweeping a Western Conference road trip for the first time since, uh, I think it was 2004? Is that right? Something like that, yeah. yeah um, that's probably the high, the high watermark of the season for us uh, in terms of just playing great basketball. It's just special. It's hard to win those games. Any single one of them to get four of them, it, it was it was huge. And I was I was really proud of the Pacers for that. It was fun to be a fan that week. Yeah. So my favorite Pacer moment was uh, sort of I think indicative of what is great about this team, the sort of chemistry that these guys have, and that was in the uh, Detroit game. It was at Detroit, I think, in late uh, February, and Danny Granger had come back for a small spell, and uh, when he made his first shot. Uh, in the third quarter, it sort of capped off a big run, and Pistons had to call a timeout, and the entire bench and team just exploded with joy around Danny Granger. It was just a really great moment. Made you happy to cheer for those guys. Yeah, that was fun to see. I think for me, um, this year, it's it's not like anything, in, not one little thing in particular, but it's just been fun uh, this whole season, just going Going to the games, and you know, and, and and you know, I got to meet uh, Clark Kellogg and chat with him this year. I met Mark Boyle, uh, and that was just really fun. You know, just seeing a, a, a good quality, you know, Pacer team right now is just fun. You know, the going to the games is is very enjoyable. You know, they've got the the G two zone and the um, area fifty five and the drum line, and you know, for the most part, it's just fun to go. And for you, too, I mean, we had that long home win streak, which is probably my second favorite thing that happened this season, right? Uh, I mean, that was just an unbelievable tale we were on, and, you know, I'm jealous of you that you got to be in the building for all I'd recommend anyone to do that if you live in, live in this. <laughs> so quit my job and move to Indiana. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I, I think Colson's already checked out. It's like staring out the this? window. Like you wanna, it's like you want to go play with your friends or something. <laughs> I, I, they look like the in the fourth quarter. It's like time. a bored kid in math class. <laughs> <laughs> Too smart for this shit. <laughs> you know what's really good radio? What's that? Staring contest. <laughs> <laughs> when you start losing that momentum because you can't run your offense, maybe go ahead and put your quarterback back in, even if he's in foul trouble, because... Uh, I really felt like that the the momentum changed when Augustine came in and, and our offense just stagnated. That analysis brought to you by Mixed Metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> One last note before we we get to the break here. Um, so the Pacers are now thirty two and seven. Uh, they're first in the Central Division by only thirteen games over oh, over Chicago. Chicago's breathing down our neck. And we're also first in the East by three and a half games over Miami. Uh, been slumping a little bit lately, but are we first anywhere else? Uh, the National Basketball Association is uh, one of the other places. Chris Paul is that good of a point guard. Playing at an MVP level. Playing at an MVP level. One of arguably three guys in the league who's better than Paul George. Right. Mm-hmm. Arguably. Ar- yeah, just arguably. Certainly not sentenced. And we're going to hash that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> in the ring of 
death. <laughs> you know what's but, really weird about this hotel room is they have a ring of death. I know. I've, yeah. Did it you was, ask for that specifically? Or is so that when I did a hotel them? search, I clicked the box for yeah. a ring of death. Okay. That was like my number one yeah. requisite. It's extra, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it stay cheaper because you only leave with three people. So it's like a night. Right. Costco stuff. Every night you leave. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, Colson. <laughs> <laughs> Pacifists do not do well in the ring of death. <laughs> she said I sounded like a gay gnome trapped in a tin can. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but it makes me feel better. It's kind of, I, so I hope it makes Pacer Nation feel better after that first half. We got a, yeah, there's a gay gnome setting in GarageBand. I think you can turn that off. <laughs> That's what the problem is, then. Yeah, I'll have to fix that. <laughs> on that note, I think it's time for a break. <laughs> it's <way laughs> the train is off the track. It's halftime, brother. Yeah, it is. Turn out the light. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, uh, not yet. Oh. Give a shout out uh, before we go to uh, my man In Pacers1967. Give a shout out to my mom. I want to give a shout out to everybody's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, yeah. You watch yourself, Jerry. You watch yourself. <laughs> Shout out to to Scoot Dubs. Oh yeah, for providing the halftime music. Love it. Yeah, Fantastic. He's, he's, uh, you know, I've known that kid since I think since he's been in high school, and uh, yeah, I didn't know he was. I didn't, know, didn't know he had that fire in him. Man, he's killing it. Does he have Does he have enough tracks to uh, cover our? Uh, the hundred episodes we're gonna do on this. Uh, um, I think he's got like, if you check his SoundCloud page, I think he's got like twenty plus. And then I think he said that he's got a new album dropping relatively soon, which we should probably pimp hard. Yeah, we we'll pimp the hell out of that. You can vote for <laughs> Scoot Dubs uh, for best MC of the year. We'll get the link up there. Uh, I think it's a pretty clear pick that it's him for sure. Clearly. Scoot Dubs. Um, but let's listen to some Scoot Dubs and relax the day away. Nice. Shout out to Scoot Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Nefarious. <laughs> we'll be back. Scoot Dubs. Scoot Dubs. Scoot Dubs. Shout out to Good time. 
near near So we're in San Antonio at the uh, I say an art. That's an art. On the river walk. Anybody got a translation on that? No. What is that? Duck. Duck? Goose. <laughs> <laughs> What about what about our our pacer listeners that don't live in Indiana? You can read it online. Oh, can we? Yeah. Oh, okay. But great article. <laughs> wait, wait. What is this, this magazine online? has an online presence? <laughs> what? You can read it online. Uh, I think it was on- the Nuvo. It's Nuvo dot net. Sorry, Nuvo listeners. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> and I was just happy to see. The Pacers getting some love from the media. You know, we talked about the star, you know, not really talking about as much as we thought they should be talking about, particularly with so many quality to cover them. We had two front page articles today. Yeah. um, Which was nice. I don't, I wouldn't know. I don't read the paper, but. Yeah. You read the Nuvo, though. No, no, I didn't. My uh, my wife read it it to you. She grabbed it for me. She's. She stays culturally. I never learned to read. She stays culturally relevant because. So, so I don't have to. Right. So that you can continue to be culturally irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you got married, right? <laughs> Moving on. Oh, no, I want to hear that. What ruined the story for me? No. What happened in the article? No, you gotta go read it now. No, tell me what happened. Tell the listeners what happened. I think you should just go read it. <laughs> it's Professor Green with a monkey wrench in the living room. <laughs> it's a good article. Monkey wrench. <laughs> in the study never mind I, I guess I don't know that much about this type of injury or what the prognosis looks like in you know rehabbing it you're not familiar with jumper's knee Jim? <laughs> I'm, I'm shockingly not I do a lot of I, I'm familiar with sitting knee <laughs> what I would like to suggest to the Pacer Nation though save yourself $1,300 on the on the knee thing um, on the JB intensive trainer and just sit more <laughs> but then you'll get a sitter's knee. That's true. <laughs> Joey's still dealing with that. Yeah. Oh, I get the sitter's hammy today. <laughs> sitter's hammy. You're getting paid a lot of money, and you're either on this team or you're not. You're either with us or you're against us. Let's 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 uh, you know circle the wagons and get back on board. Right. That was a lot of weird metaphors. But, <laughs> um, Some of them may have been appropriate. <laughs> We're getting back on board after the wagons are circled. Like, One in the hands worth two in the bush. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you do that privately, not into, not to the media. Yeah, okay. settle up, cowboy. <laughs> uh, we've changed our basketball philosophy a little bit. How so? Well, there was an interview with uh, with Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the smash ball, that smash mouth mentality. You know, that's something that he's preached from the moment he became a coach. But he says. We're, we've fundamentally shifted our philosophy on basketball. We're not a no layups team anymore. Uh, we're interested in keeping teams off the free throw line, defending with length, defending without fouling. He says we've totally embraced the new NBA math. Okay. So um, I don't know if that bears out. I still feel like we're tough as shit. You know, I still feel like you're not. We're not somebody you screw with. Uh, but in his mind, we're now a smash math team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think uh, I've got oh. my fun fact of the week, and John probably has a jingle for that. <laughs> I have a crummy jingle for that. <laughs> One second. I hope you hate high-fidelity sounds. <laughs> Bring on the lo-fi. Yeah. Joey's penetrating in-depth stat of the week. <laughs> I'm not going to even ask where that came from. <laughs> is it still going or is that it? Okay. That's it. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> the the uh, the only problem is, so that, that, that was a adding machine there at the beginning. We're going to have to. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. that it's, was it's kind of an. There's kind of an awkward pause after Joey penetrating. It's yeah. very, very strange. Well, well, that's what I liked about it because Joey said he doesn't like stats, so I figured it would be a, definitely a very in-depth penetrating stat. So, <laughs> well, that works out because this is actually not a stat. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> hey, it's better be in-depth penetrating. It is in-depth. Um, a point about the uh, New Orleans uh, just got their uh, logo and name approved. <laughs> the, the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> you scooped Joey's other fun fact. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, it's been great. <laughs> Glad you went to all this effort to wake up at four o'clock in the morning in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give us that fun? But here, Joe, let me give you the crappy jingle for that. One second. Here we go. Joey's penetrating in-depth stat of the week. So, so, so we decided we decided to update update that stat update the drops because the adding machine was a little outdated. So I had a little a computer process. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that what a computer sounds like? <laughs> That's a computer processing. That's what that is. Well, we got a start of the week, as I often do. Weekly, some might say. That the Pacers have a 24-year streak of having a winning record at home, which is the longest in the NBA, which I think is pretty damn impressive. 24 years? 24 years of having a winning record at home. How spoiled are we? Seriously. This week is the fact that on February 28th, 1998, uh, the Pacers set the NBA mark of doubling the Trailblazers' score this is the only time it's happened in NBA history. The score was 124.59. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because that was sort of my personal goal as I was watching uh, the Detroit game. You know, that was my personal goal for something I had essentially no effect on. Um, and I failed. I, I failed at that. Um, Way to let us down, Joe. Yeah. So Roy Hibbert has blocked 11.7% of two-point field goal attempts while on the floor. So nearly 12% of two-point field goals attempted against the Pacers, he blocks those. Yeah. That's just gone from your... Those are shots that can't go in because he has them (laughs) in his possession. Or they're in the front row, or they're off somebody's face. (laughs) Which happens. In some cases. My stat of the week this week is... 
Um, I think this is the lar- largest number we've had as a staff. Um, Maybe. Uh, the number is 4882. Uh, it's the number of miles. Uh, it's a round trip, right? No, no. no one, that's, that's one way. way. Yeah. One way. Yeah. Uh, it's the number of uh, miles that the, the Undebeatables have traveled to get here. For Undebeaticon. For Undebeaticon. 2K13. <laughs> you know, this week, my stat of the week is a man. <laughs> what? His name is Eric Torpy. He's from Oklahoma. In October 2005, he was being sentenced to prison for 30 years. I don't know what you would do when faced with this, but I know what Eric Torpy did. <laughs> he asked for his sentence to be increased to 33 years. Why? Why? Because he's a big damn Larry Bird fan. Larry Legend. He wanted to have his sentence match Larry the Legend's jersey number. The judge allowed it, which doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but here we are. So he's he's the biggest damn bird fan apparently of all time. And uh, he's the biggest bird right. fan until somebody comes along and is sentenced to twenty years, and they say no, right? Make it thirty. <laughs> right. Six months? I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, the stat of the week is the plus-minus for Indiana uh, in this series against the Miami Heats. Um, so the starting lineup for the Pacers is plus 49 in this series. That's, so that's the five starters. And all other Indiana lineups, any other variation contained thereof, uh, is negative 54. In, in <laughs> so if you take wow. any of the starters out of the game, they're losing points immediately. So our bench is awesome. Uh, eh. I'm good at understanding statistics. My stat of the week this week is the number of times we've had the stat of the week before the break. Okay, what's what's the number? The number is one, and it's right now. (laughs) (laughs) Stat of the week never happened before. No. And perhaps never to be repeated. I don't know. That went pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Had a good time. But I guess while I'm doing stats of the week. Joey, stat of the week. I want to throw out the fact that uh, Tamika Catchings is the first person who's ever recorded a quintuple double. Um, she did it in high school. Uh, it's been done tw- uh, twice ever uh, and both by uh, women high school players. But in 1997, at Duncanville High School, uh, she scored 25 points, 18 boards, 11 assists, 10 steals, and 10 blocks. Are you kidding me right now? No. That did happen. Look it up. She's, she's pretty... <laughs> I you, she's pretty good. I, I, I've, I've said this. No, she's a baller, but like a quintuple double? Quintuple. That's 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 yeah. better than the average day at the office. I've never ever heard of that. I didn't know that was a thing. Like twice ever, and uh, the other person doesn't matter because they don't play for the fever. <laughs> so right now, Roy Hibbert, center, Indiana Pacers. Okay. You may have seen him. Where's a double nickel? What they say? <laughs> Fifty-five. He has as many or more blocks than 19 NBA basketball teams. Than whole teams? The whole the teams. <laughs> so that's probably pretty good then, huh? He has 
become the second leader on the team, and that's so mm-hmm. important for us. Um, he's yeah. So he dropped twenty nine and ten. Actually, didn't have any blocked shots, but still was a presence around the rim. I felt like which doesn't way. seem right <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, but they but if you think about it. He's such a presence that it, yeah. they don't even try to challenge him at the rim. Guys know better. I mean, guys get into the paint, and all they see is Carmelo Anthony getting baited at the rim, right? That's <laughs> all they see. Just flashbacks. You think Carmelo still wakes up in cold sweats thinking about that block shot? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, officially a Blockosaurus. Is he Blockosaurus Rex? Is he yeah. the king of the Blockosauruses? Yes. It's kind of funny with him, but you can tell whether or not it's going to be a good night or a bad night in the first Early. four minutes of the game. Because they feed him like four of the first six possessions, like every game. Mm-hmm. And if he makes two of those shots, then he's going to have a really nice It's night. just a thermometer, right? Totally. And then if he doesn't, if he goes 0 for 4, then it's going to be like, well, all right. He might, Paul George. Might get to 10 <laughs> or 12. Or yeah, yeah. Paul George's eyes, eyes light up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, Dennis Scott is saying, you know, you've done these things, you know, you're... Your team is winning. You know, what's next for Paul George? And Paul George says, I want to be great. Not just an all-star. I want to be a Hall of Famer. Ooh. I want to be remembered. Nice. At the end of the day, I want the Pacers to be able to say, he gave us his all. Wow. That's nice. Is that not nice? (laughs) So he's locked up. Paul George is locked up for, for how long? Uh, until he's 29, so so there's he basically is going to be with the Pacers under contract for the next six years because he still has to finish out his rookie deal, and then he's got a five year contract. So okay. so he is the face of the franchise for the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, well, five years. Well, six years. Six years. Okay. Six years. Um, the, I can't see any farther. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Only a few times in history, NBA history, have teams started out undefeated for this long, right? So the Pacers are nine and zero. And in each of those nine games, Paul George has scored 20 or more points. And he now joins two other players, Wilt Chamberlain and Dave Bing, who have done the same thing. Shout out. Shout out to Detroit. Detroit Detroit Mayor, Mayor, shout out. (laughs) It was very specific. Yeah. (laughs) But also, generally. We know you're listening, Bing. We could do that again in four years, and it'd be to a different person. But yeah, I just think it's cool that he's doing historically significant things, you know. He is awesome. <laughs> well said. Enough said. No, n- enough said. Yeah. And they're like, who's that guy? I'm like, oh, well, actually, he went to Broad Ripple High School, and he went to IUPUI. That's George Hill. They're like, ooh, that's interesting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I tell them, it's like, Broad Ripple High School is not a great school. You know? <laughs> There's nothing good has come out of there, but IUPUI. <laughs> <laughs> but this night belonged to George Hill. Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie put up a career high 37 points, including a thrilling second chance three pointer to force overtime and three clutch free throws to ice the game. It's Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie! <laughs> You've been sitting on that for like six months. My favorite moment from uh, George Hill's career night was the very end of the game. They're fouling intentionally. Uh, Portland's fouling intentionally, and Hill's going to the free throw line to ice the game. And he misses his first free throw, and he screams, Backpacks! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so he's getting himself motivated to uh, to hit the next one by by realizing every time he misses a shot, it's a backpack that's not going to the kids. I loved it. So it's not the team victory that gets him going. It's the school supplies <laughs> for the kids. That... Put it in pie. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And <laughs> that our offense is run much smoother. Some of that is Vogel just game planning really well, but some of it is is George Hill just being an effective general and you know getting the ball to the right guy. He's making mm-hmm. good reads. And the Pacers' offense is different than most offenses. Very much that so. are initiated by a single player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pacers you'll see, you know, probably even number of times George Hill would bring the ball up or Lance or Paul George. Right. And then they might immediately pass it to David West in the high post. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And let him run the offense from out there. Right. Uh, I don't think it's a secret. Uh, is my favorite pacer. Six, nine, two fifty, thirty three years old from the illustrious Xavier university. XU shout out David West. <laughs> wow. I had no idea you guys went to Xavier. <laughs> yeah, shocking yes. to me. Yes. So yeah, we went to we went to Xavier with uh, Mr. West. He is the, the, the enforcer of the Pacers. He's the Harper of the Pacers. Is he the X Factor? He is the X Factor. He's the Y Factor. The Z Factor. <laughs> it's a complicated equation. It, winning is the result, my friend. Multivariable. I love it. David West uh, led the team in PER. And collective will. <laughs> uh, shoots 50% from the floor, which is great. And compliments our other starter, Hibbert, in the front court very well. He can shoot. He can pass. He can, he plays he can the do pool. it all, my friend. <laughs> Multi-variable. He went to Xavier. It's a liberal arts school. He learned how to do everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, he works with with uh, George Hill on those high high pick and rolls, uh, which is center stone of their offense, really. Yeah, he's just built like a brick shit house. Yep, he's a beast. He is a he's a man's man. Well, he's great. So this is David's you know eleventh year in the league. He spent the first eight years with the New Orleans. Well, they were the Hornets at the time. Now the Pelicans, and he's really carved himself out as like one of these classic. Big man, power forward guys. He's an old schooler. That doesn't really jump over. He doesn't play above the rim, you know. But he knows how to get his shot. He knows how to carve out space. He knows how to lead a team. He was clearly the leader in that locker room last year. The guy that everybody turned to for guidance and direction. And did a great job of it. And he eats babies. And And of course he eats babies. He does this bump and fade on the block, and he always says, and one afterwards. Every time. He gets fouled every single possession. Yes. That's correct. Every time. Uh, Fun fact about uh, David West. Plays the tuba. (laughs) Plays the tuba. (laughs) (laughs) Did not know that. You know, you remember the, the playoffs against Miami last year. You know, uh, was it LeBron? We were asking about Lance Stevenson. He said, "Who?" You know, now, <laughs> you know, not that he's, that's no longer a correct answer. You have to actually right, no, look at the scouting he's report. The, now. He's the starting shooting guard for the for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so we want to talk about Mister Lance Stevenson. Born ready? What do you? <laughs> <laughs> Very born ready. 
Well, and Born Ready is uh, his nickname from when he was a kid. What's your new nickname for him, Joe? I call him Lancey Pants. <laughs> yes. I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He's never told me not to call him that. <laughs> Wait till after the pot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, in, he's in his car outside the house. What I love about him is his irrational confidence. And he doesn't really have a, a grasp of reality necessarily but that's what makes him do special things you know the big news of the night lance stevenson picks up his first triple double in his career got 13 points 11 boards and 12 assists Lancey uh, pants, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was really fun to watch the uh you know the whole team and the whole arena were uh were really excited for lance and paul george hit the shot to give him the 10th assist and he celebrated wasn't that special? It yes. was like like Paul celebrated with him. Like like Paul was as excited as, as if he had gotten his own triple double. And he was like lean. He like really wanted that shot to go in. He was like, right, hey, right. Is that great? Yes. He didn't really want it to go. He he was never gonna miss that shot. He came off that curl, and that, that's my favorite moment so far of the early early season. I think. Yeah. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes <laughs> are calling. Danny Granger is your bench player for the rest of the season. I don't think that you try and make him anything else. You want him back for the playoffs, you absolutely do, but he is a bench player, period. I agree that he's on the block. My my personal thinking on this, though, is that because he's such a question mark coming off the old jumper's knee injury, we're really not going to get anything in return for him until somebody sees him play professional basketball again. Whoa. Yeah. So I, I think mm-hmm. that, that trade happens. I just think it happens later. So on that note, Joey, how is your sitter's knee doing? Is it? Are you getting into- <laughs> it's uh, it's creeped up into my butt too, in my back. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of compensatory yeah. injuries. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, there was an update before saying that he wasn't. Uh, he was medically cleared to play, but he wasn't. Uh, he didn't have the rhythm. Right. No, his timing was not. His, his timing's no good. So apparently, his uh, comeback is impending. Well, I mean, the thing is, is it? We don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this is, I mean, I, we are uh, here on the Unbeatables known for our crack reporting, but I'd like a little wild speculation. They keep releasing these videos of him making 15 straight three-pointers, and well, at the same time, Frank Vogel is saying, no, he's a long ways away. <laughs> and Larry Bird is saying, no, he's ridiculously rusty. I can't see him playing basketball in the near future. <laughs> Something's not something smells funky yeah, here. Yeah, so, something's definitely weird. But well, if you take a look at those videos, you'll notice the lighting isn't quite right. <laughs> I think it's all CG. It's all shadows CG. going in different directions. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Just like the moon landing, something's not right here. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Sure. By sitting here and drinking and waiting. <laughs> That's right. And then reporting to you after it happens. Yeah. Unless unless he's so rusty that they're afraid he's going to cost them games. Is, is he worse than Zool right now? <laughs> there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, to my mind, what it smells of is that there's a trade in the works somehow. So yeah, so we should tell you guys that he did get traded. Yes. So at the in a last minute deal on the trade deadline on Thursday, uh, Larry Bird traded Danny Granger to the Philadelphia 76ers for Evan Turner and Lavoy Allen. I think this was a brilliant move by Bird. 
and I love Danny. Danny's been obviously an amazing uh, mentor to the young kids on these teams. He has been nothing but professional in watching Paul George ascend to greatness and take his starting position over the last two years. Uh, we're going to miss you, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, we will miss you. Good luck to you. Uh, in a move of wise uh, decision-making, I think that the Pacers brass took my advice and decided to sign C.J. Watson. They are definitely listening to the pod. <laughs> yes, they were. They were dialed into that episode. So they signed C.J. Watson, point guard, played last year for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Harper, thoughts on this move? I like it. I mean, anything that we're doing right now is a step off of Augustine, uh, who we rightfully let walk. I learned this recently. There was there was a player two years ago, averaged uh, 18.7 points a game on 56% shooting, uh, averaged 11.8 rebounds, and nearly two blocks a game. This guy sounds good. Yeah, this seems pretty solid, right? So apparently he, he was uh, recently signed for a mere $1 million for, for a year, reportedly. His name is Andrew Bynum, mm. and he's on the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, he is. Listen to all that happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, for me, I've got a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> feelings. So many feelings. Nothing more yeah. than feelings. <laughs> what are your feelings, Joey? Well, I'm excited and I'm nervous. While I don't trust Andrew Bynum any farther than I can throw him, and he's three times my size, I do trust Larry Bird. My last thing to say about this is prove me wrong, Bynum. So there was this amazing uh, interview with Tyler Hansborough where they're asking, sort of, I guess, the players what they would be if uh, they weren't an NBA player. And so Tyler's like, uh, 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 I think I'd be a farmer. I'd be a farmer. And Brooke, and Brooke goes, okay, cool. That's cool. What kind of farmer would you be? Uh, you know, what would you what would you farm or what would you grow? And then Tyler just starts laughing maniacally. He's like, <laughs> I'd farm bulls. I'd farm bulls. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the interview. I don't know why it was so funny, but... <laughs> He just sounds like a crazy man. He's like, yeah, I got in there. I was just, uh, you know, grabbing boards and, you know, doing the thing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's dead on. Yeah, that was a really good answer impression, actually. Yeah, I thought that was just a sound clip. Well done, JT. <laughs> a man of a thousand voices. Uh, Jan Mahimi has an awesome block uh, in which he actually, amazingly, on ESPN, they picked this up, the audio, him in a French accent going, get that shit out of here. And an exclusive uh, on Undebeatables. You know, I got got to talk to Evan Turner. And he's, you know, I just asked him what, how he felt about things. And, you know, he said, well, I like the way that things are going here in Indianapolis. Uh, I like all my teammates. I think I'm going to make some friends here. We're going to do some dancing. Oh, uh, you got your jam box with you? <laughs> yeah, I got my sweet jam box with some shoes on. Do some dancing. <laughs> Evan Turner hates our show. <laughs> oh, we like him. Love you, Evan. So we love you, Evan Turner. <laughs> You're the man. It's just Dick Pavetta. He couldn't, I mean, he, you don't get 48 minutes of consistency from that guy ever, so probably to be expected. Do you think he could referee his way out of a paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> he, gets the, he gets the same impression that Popovich used to get. Ah.
Not, not, not foul there? What, what's the score? <laughs> what's, where are we? <laughs> He's impressively old. <laughs> He's a really old dude. No, I, I think probably Prokhorov called him up. Mr. Kid, put down your flimsy Fisher-Price squeaky hammer. Grow a pair, or I will send you packing my sandwiches because I'm a billionaire. No, you can just do it in the regular. Thank you, Mr. Kid. You can do it in your regular voice. Who doesn't love a bounty castle? <laughs> Hitler. So part of my thing is I'm not sure exactly how long it – what the gestation period for the alien inside your locker room that is Dwight Howard takes to explode out of your chest. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to put them somewhere in the 51 win range. Yeah. I do want to state for the record, while I do think Chris Paul is a very, 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 very good player, um, I, I think he's a, he's a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> I will say the Pistons fans that come to the Fieldhouse are jerks. All of them. Right. To a man. Every single one. <laughs> no exceptions. <laughs> we love you, Detroit. No, Good luck getting out of bankruptcy. You don't. We don't love Detroit. <laughs> Suck it, Milwaukee. <laughs> Losing all our Milwaukee fans. We love beer and cheese, Milwaukee. Your yes. team sucks, though. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to have to get so much production out of Luke Ridnour and OJ Mayo and I don't know that's just not a recipe for success do you think, do you think they, that's what they said in the war room when they were like in the off season they're like you know what this could work if we get a bunch of production out of yeah. oh never mind let's just pencil in 22 and 10 assists for Ridnour that's yeah it's an automatic you know what I'm gonna do I'm, Screw this. I'm gonna let's go to the bar I'm gonna keep hunch top this Miller Lite and pound it for uh <laughs> For those poor for the bastards city of Milwaukee. In, yeah, for those poor <laughs> bastards in Milwaukee. You're drinking the wrong beer for that. <laughs> you can drink. Oh, he's drinking their pain uh, away. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts are uh, back in the NFL action. Uh, so I've been told. <laughs> and we so, were allowed. We were allowed back. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, they didn't leave in the in, with trucks in the middle of the night to go anywhere. So, um, <laughs> suck it, Baltimore. Very good D. But the big thing is, we just did not let Petro and Johnson get on the old boards. Yeah, and that I, that I mean that's so frustrating as a fan when you see these guys eat you up because a they're barely NBA players and they're beating up on our all stars. Right. right. It's just it's unbelievably frustrating, and tonight that did not happen. And so again, I think we is, just lost Ivan Johnson's mom as a uh, listener. Sorry, she like I think I listeners. think Ivan Johnson was forged from the hills of Mordor. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't actually have a mother. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got him. Got, got Mordor reference and pod. But what you've said here, I believe, is that you're going to take on Michael Jordan's greatest team of all time with the current starting Indiana Pacers. Is that correct? Well, I will say that uh, this year's Indiana Pacers have lost no games at all. That is true. Ever. Right. <laughs> Ever. So they are undebeatable. Right. In, in, in the defense of Michael Jordan's team, they have also never lost a game. <laughs> it's <laughs> Touche. Fair. Fair. 
Ah, oh, I love so it. It's... So, hey, Michael Jordan, suck it. That's what I say. <laughs> we got the Indiana Pacers. Right. You, you're, you're about to get drone bombed right now. Michael Jordan has. <laughs> He's got power, dude. Watch yourself. You, you, know what the, you know what my girlfriend and Michael Jordan have in common? No. They don't listen to the show. So it's good. <laughs> it's good. We're cool. It's a good one. That was much more tame than I thought. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I was expecting the worst on that. Right. <laughs> so that's it. I think uh, I don't kiss Michael Jordan during sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the U.S.'s new greatest ambassador, Dennis Rodman. He is bringing wow. world peace. The worm. <laughs> Bringing Kim Jong-un into the fold. <laughs> Andre Iguodala uh, totally choked down the stretch. The best player uh, was the dragon, Goran Dragic. 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 The dragon. Ta-da! Kevin Durant and Russell. Russell. God, that freaking guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> named him? That guy. It's like your kryptonite. <laughs> I know. Odom was... Taken into custody at 3.54 a.m. local time by the California Highway Patrol. Chips, if you will. Uh, And the chip (laughs) reported that Odom's car was observed traveling in a, quote-unquote, serpentine manner before being pulled (laughs) off the freeway. (laughs) Which I find hilarious. That's awesome. (laughs) Got pulled over by Faulkner. (laughs) (laughs) So if there's any 34-year-old man that can recover from an Achilles injury and become an NBA player in the world, it's probably me. But then <laughs> next to me is probably Kobe. Uh, His uh, late-breaking news last night, uh, Kobe Bryant tore the crap out of his uh, Achilles tendon, which you know, I'm sure he's in a ton of pain. Um, you know, I feel bad for the guy. You know, I don't... Uh, not a huge fan of his, but or the Lakers, or the color purple for that matter. But um, <laughs> that was a good that was book a really and good movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a literal color. Kevin Garnett is great. <laughs> Things are not going well for them. But I did like uh, World Peace's uh, answer when they asked about the team struggles. He said, "We're not struggling. It's part of life. You know how life is." We had a bad hair day, you know? <laughs> Robert Sacra thought that they had made a special rule for him. <laughs> what was his quote? His quote was, when I got my six foul, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to come back in, so I thought it was something special. I didn't know what was going on. You know, in his defense, neither did his coach, but. <laughs> from now on anytime he <laughs> says something like that when he's like oh dang he should <laughs> instead say and then I was like Sacre bleu <laughs> he made a new rule for me <laughs> that should become his catchphrase it's the Sacre bleu rule uh, Roger Brown sounds like he's entering to go, getting ready to enter the Hall of Fame any thoughts on this guys yeah Roger Brown was a pacer right there to start off with <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jason? <laughs> just, just trying to help. It's a solid analysis. <laughs> Tim Duncan, so he's now made the finals 14 years apart, and he has more playoff wins 
than yeah. 20 right. NBA franchises. Yeah, real talk. Yeah, we're one of them. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yep. So I guess how many, how many teams? There's 30 teams? He's better than two-thirds of the league. And so, oh, man. <laughs> exactly. Shaquille O'Neal's number was retired this uh, past week by the Lakers. Um, and interestingly, it's the first Lakers number to be retired in sort of the modern era, I guess. And apparently there was a big snafu, and they, the, when they raised the number to the rafters, they had actually printed his name and number on the front side of the jersey instead of the back side of the jersey. <laughs> so, now they have to redo it and take the other one down. So, so how many people do you think looked at that before it went up that way? I mean, was it? It wasn't just the guy who sewed it and then like hung it on like a hook and like raised it up himself. Like this had to go through a lot of people. Then they were just like, "Oh yeah, it looks, think, yeah. it looks great. It looks fine." I just feel like somebody spent a lot of time designing it. How does that guy not figure out what the front of the jersey is? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they had they had some fashion designer that has never seen a basketball jersey before designed. <laughs> they, they, they outsource that to Italy or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You think they could at least call Bell and Ellie and be like, "Is this good?" <laughs> <laughs> Colson, do you have any crappy jingles for us? I do. The mailbag. Harper's Colts update. This has to be one of the strangest stories we've ever reported. Sorry, Joey, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, the headliner is Larry Bird is uh, now uh, back on the Pacers staff. Yes, he is, and and because he is, uh, I've got a crappy jingle for that. Before Joey can get a word in edgewise. Bird is... Bird is... Bird is... That was Kyle uh, singing there. <laughs> Shout out, Kyle. Shout out, Kyle. Well done. Uh, I also have this if you'd like. Well, don't you know about the bird? Well, everybody's talking about the bird. Well, a bird, 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 the word. Well, a bird. Bird is the word. Want to have the most fun you've ever had watching a game show? <laughs> And let's play Where That Player At. (laughs) Okay. Gentlemen, we are playing Where That Player At. Right here, man. (laughs) So, so, Joey, do you know where Andre Bargnani is going to play next year? Barnyani.com is not giving me the answers I'm looking for. (laughs) Put down your cell phones. Did I mention that? Turn off your Google phone. All right, Joe. Joe, you're now in the lead. You're running away with this thing. Get it, Joe. Ten points. That means this. That means this quiz is not designed well. (laughs) (laughs) It means we make Jason take the dregs of all the crap that we can. Right. Jason, do you know where Gerald Green is going to play basketball next year? 
former pacer. What former pacer? What? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm confused. He was under contract for multiple years as a as a pacer. I'm gonna jump in and just let everybody know it's the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He actually got traded to another NBA team. Really? He yes. that is shocking. Got traded to go play with another set of brothers, the Morris twins, <laughs> on the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, that is correct. Uh, that trade, Gerald Green and uh, little used Miles Plumley, along with a first round draft pick. My LVP, by the way. Your LVP, that is correct. <laughs> I think Joe Green was my LVP, too, so this is... <laughs> this is a good trade. <laughs> this is a good trade so far. Traded to the Phoenix Suns for uh, Luis Alberto Scola. 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 I'm going to guess that David Harrison is playing in Spain. That's an excellent guess. Uh, Harper, do you know the answer to this? Because that's wrong. I, w- I was hoping I would be allowed to pick a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's actually doing. I thought you uh, said he was doing finance. I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, Did you just make that up? No, I, uh, I actually don't know. This is our update. So, let, so the premise for this segment is Colson thought Joey said something. <laughs> that's that right. Apparently that's he right. didn't. Okay, well, I've got, no, a, I've actually, got another. I think we actually have to... We may have to cut this out. Like, I don't know. It's like through like a friend of a friend. Or That's whatever. fine. We should fun. probably cut it out. Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. So, <laughs> no, uh, like the we're all about hearsay on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are. We don't. Who cares? Nobody listens to this shit. It's fine. More drops. More geeky drops. <laughs> Rejoice, Pacer Nation. It is at long last time for the NBA playoffs. And your Pacers road to the NBA finals. Aw, thank you. So excited. Did they know you were so proficient with the bells? <laughs> yeah, what you can't see on uh, on the podcast is that I'm wielding twelve bells right now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do our own awards who for, for who actually should win it? <laughs> you just send me right. a T-shirt. That's fine. <laughs> Do it be like the real awards? We do have um, one of our awards to hand out, I think. Uh, the under, the, uh, as I've t- uh, called them, the the, uh, the underbeat awards. We'll just make everybody else a winner. You get a bumper sticker. <laughs> and you know, yeah. we're saying was like, well, Joakim Noah plays in Chicago, so he's going to win. You know, that's crap. We should have the real awards. I'm sure that Mark Gazzola would like nothing better than to receive an unmarked package from. <laughs> I will scroll there. Please open this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should cut out letters right. from a magazine and yeah, <laughs> little 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 white powder inside. <laughs> Go over well. All right, now we've got the uh, Homeland Security awesome. listening again. So <laughs> you guys look great. <laughs> Suits look good on you. So, I mean, if we're just doing who we think we should win, it's going to be a Pacers friggin' sweep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So, did, so what's our consensus on Coach of the Year? Is 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 there any consensus here? Does Vogel have a puncher's chance in this one? 
I've said all year that I think he should win Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think he should be, but I don't think he will. Right? These are our awards, man. <laughs> <laughs> then we will send Vogel an unmarked package <laughs> with an Undivables T-shirt and with puffy paint it says Coach of the Year on the back. <laughs> He's gonna wear that to practice every day. It's gonna be awesome. Number one coach. <laughs> This is going to be my biggest surprise pick. I like it, man. I think you've had too much loopies. Bold predictions. Say sort of what we think is going to happen. Prognosticate a bit. Especially so Pacer Nation can make fun of us later for being terrible (laughs) at this. Bold predictions. Listen, I'm kind of a waffler, but like... (laughs) (laughs) It depends. You've been thrown around in my mind. I think the goal for the season should be 55 or 60 wins. I don't know what the... Wow. I mean, I think that, like... So we do this at work where we do the uh, annual review and you pick your, uh, you know, your threshold of what you want to accomplish the next year, the the target, and then the the maximum, which is, like, what you really want to hit, but things are going to have to kind of break your way. And I think that those three numbers for the Pacers are 50 is the threshold win. That's what we expect to have a 50-win season. What we are aiming for, I think, is 55. Like, that's what our goal is. And then maximum would be 60. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that this team could win 60 games. We're that good. Like, there's a lot of good things about this team. So I would would think going into the season, the goals are 60 wins and an NBA title. Those are the goals. Sounds good to me. That sounds pretty (laughs) spot on. I'm not going to argue with your logic. The Pacers, they have uh, six numbers retired, or five numbers, I guess, actually. Um, George McGinnis with number 30, Reggie Miller, 31, Mel Daniels, 34, Roger Brown, 35, uh, Bobby Slick Leonard with Colson's favorite number, 529, for his number of wins. Uh, and Mel Simon, the late Mel Simon, um, just gets his entity retired, I guess. He has no number. So you're not allowed to what own there were- another, uh, name another owner? <laughs> Nobody is allowed to be named Mel Simon ever Mel again. Simon ever again. <laughs> right. If, we can't, if like the, if we hire if we uh, drafted a fantastic draft pick named Mel Simon, we're just we're screwed. He'd have to change his, <laughs> he name. Has to his name. Change his name to Mel X. <laughs> <laughs> but there were a couple interesting. Uh, there's a there's a list on NBA.com of all of the retired jerseys uh, for the entire league, and there were a couple uh, interesting ones. Uh, one was. Um, Harper told me about it, was the Miami Heat uh, retired 23 for Michael Jordan, and he never played for them. Um, uh, kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, we, we want to find out if there was a ceremony or anything like that. But um, <laughs> That Jordan didn't attend. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have and then, uh, cookies and punch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Jordan, That's not what you needed. We'd, we'd really like you to come by and say a few words. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that happened. The most important thing about Slick Leonard's legacy is not the amazing thing he did in the NCAA or the great things he did as an NBA player or even the amazing things he did for the Indiana Pacers franchise. But as an announcer, bringing into the fold you and me and everyone on this podcast and creating new generations of Pacer fans. Um, this guy is a legendary announcer. 
forgetting all of what he did as a player and a coach. I love this guy. He's awesome. And he should never be forgotten. So he deserves to have a spot in Naismith. Well said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah, right. he's awesome. Although I was I was disappointed he did not wear a salmon jacket to the uh, induction ceremony. <laughs> in the Cleveland game, Pendergraft played the final minutes uh, in in um, place of Hibbert. He was doing a more effective job uh, defending the pick and roll. And uh, at the end of the game, when we won, Hibbert, instead of being kind of bitter that he lost his fourth quarter crunch time minutes, rushed the floor and knocked Pendergraph over. And it was such a joyous, wonderful moment that I scribbled down, I love this team. I mean, despite the fact that we're struggling, these are all really good guys that are all rooting for each other and pulling for each other. And um, that moment will, will stick with me. But basically, since, since Jim O'Brien was out, and I think when Vogel took over, that's, that's when I thought the, the team turned. and. They've been much, much better since then. There's a lot to be excited about. You know, they've made the playoffs for two years in a row. They've played well in the playoffs, and I think because of that, now we have we have high expectations, and they have not disappointed so far this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's a testament to this team and their faith in in Vogel, uh, and a, a, a testament to Vogel and his faith in himself, and sort of sticking with the plan of Smash Mouth basketball, and sort of finding that defensive identity and really adhering to that. And obviously it's paid wonderful dividends, you know. I'm not happy being a good playoff team. I don't think that's who these kids are. I think our team has shown real flashes of brilliance. Yes. Holy crap. We have a legitimate chance to win the NBA title this year. Yes. Yes, we do. So, JT, you got uh, games for next week? Hells yeah, man. I got games for days. (laughs) Uh... This week, we wrap up the Western Road Swing at the hated Los Angeles Lakers Boo. on Tuesday night. Then we return to the friendly confines of Bonkers Life Fieldhouse. Hopefully, they'll be completing uh, the sweep of the week that I am predicting. So, two or three games at home this week. Sounds like a winning formula to me. Sweep. <laughs> you calling your sweep? I think that, yeah. It seems like we could uh, win all those games. But maybe time to copyright Undebeatables. Yeah, yeah we might need to do that. Can we get a trademark on that? <laughs> Let's get on that. Let's, we'll have we'll have legal look at that first thing Tuesday morning. We, we do have uh, we do own the website though, right? So we're good. Uh, we will by the time this airs. <laughs> okay, good. Do, do, do we also do we so also everybody check the, out uh, the website? Yeah. Do we do we own the Twitter handle, Joe? Uh, we will by the time it airs. <laughs> right. But yeah, if we want to hit us up. A great place to do that is on Twitter. It's always in our pockets. You can uh, talk to us there. Questions, answers. We have a Facebook page. Search for The Unbeatables. We are on theunbeatables.com. Please like us on Facebook. We're getting a lot of likes. It's good. We are. It's because there's no dislike button. (laughs) (laughs) The website is theunbeatables.com. And we are on Stitcher. Search for The Pacers or The Unbeatables. We are there. You can review us on iTunes as well, which would help us be exposed to more fans, even though I don't know that Colson should be exposed to any more fans. Yeah, quit exposing yourself. (laughs) If you want to support us, we've got a link uh, to Amazon. uh, It's a referral link. Give us a little money if you're shopping on Amazon. Help us support the show. It's a victimless crime. (laughs) (laughs) 
everyone who wins if you do it. Everybody wins. But you look good. Thank you. I think it's because you're wearing uh, the official Undebeatables t-shirt. That's right. Which we have now, and we will be selling to our fans for a modest price. Yeah, shortly, once we get our um, online sellings. As you can tell, John Colson is not in charge of selling. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some sort of web page where people could buy things through their Google phones, is that right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They look dope, though, I gotta say. They look very nice. We got we merch. Them. We do have merch. They're beautiful American apparel shirts. Uh, sizes small through XL. A mere 15 bones. Yeah, 15 bones. That's right. And I might say that the every year that we've had these, the Pacers have had an amazing year. That's right. Just saying. Yeah, it's definitely the best show we've had in, in, in six days. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for our once and always coach... Bobby Slick Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights. Turn out the lights. Turn out the lights. Turn out the lights. The party. The party. The party. We'll be back next week. Everyone will be in the same country for once. And uh, we hope to have some improvements. And uh, by, by that I mean everyone will be awake and sober. Oh, I thought you made No, no, that's not improving anything. More booze. <laughs> oh, More Hong Kong background noise. That's what I want. This shit is gold. It's gold, I tell you. You're going to fix this in post, right, Joe? <laughs> nope. <laughs>